five and five, four, three, two, one. It has been literally so long since I was able to do, whoops, hang on one second. I got to make sure that my voice memo is working over here. Um, you guys can be here with me while I do this little sound test and make sure everything is working well. Um, for this particular episode of The Intuitor, I ask you guys, like, what do you want to hear? What do you guys want to know about? Okay, sound test is good. Let's do this. Let's start this over again just to make sure that I got it. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi. Okay, I'm going to find my voice memo. Yeah. Thank you, guys. And okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. We are here for the intuitor. I'm going to go ahead and call this season two. I'm not sure how many episodes we did last season. I literally just lost count, but we had a super crazy last couple of months. As you guys can tell, we moved houses. We bought our house. Erotic wealth works literally at the exact moment that it was meant to arrive. It did. And now I know for the next time that I'm doing erotic wealth, like I know exactly when the, when the result is meant to arrive. And I'm just going to trust the process because the result comes at point nine of the Enneagram and at point six, I feel so so ready for it. I'm like, it's mine. Where is it? I deserve this. Like, why isn't this here yet? And, um, but now this second time I'm going to be able to trust the process, but because so much has happened since the last time we talked, I took to my stories on Instagram and asked you guys, what do you want to talk about? So we have a lot of responses as well as a deep dive on Beyonce. This is what you guys can expect from this podcast today. Um, and this podcast is brought to you by my school safe house. We are doing the money ritual right now, which means that every single day for 40 days, my husband and I are showing up live teaching the same ritual, which we call the Jupiter Kriya. It's part Kundalini and part Tantra. And it is here to literally brainwash your mind into being the mind of a wealthy person so that you can start to get the things that a wealthy person gets without, you know, waiting around, hoping that somebody's going to come and save you, you know, hoping that somebody's going to come and save you is a real aspect of, of the poverty mindset. And even when you are, you know, a coach, you can be waiting for that perfect one-on-one -on -one client to come and save you. You can be waiting for, you know, a, a sugar daddy to come and save you or a partner that's going to obliterate your debt. Like these are all ways that you are handing over your power to someone else because you kind of just fundamentally believe in your bones that there is no way that you could be a wealthy person. So that is what we are here to undo. This is what we're going to be working on today. And I'm just so excited to talk to you guys. So I'm definitely having a little bit of drama with my microphone, but if worse comes to worse, you know, we can always just rip this sound off of Instagram. So I'm going to blitz through some of these things that you guys said you wanted to talk about. Um, and if you're interested in doing a ritual, the best way to do this is to be a student of mine for the year because you get the best deal on all of my workshops. The ritual is going to like free up any stuck money that's in your field, as well as give you ideas on how to really create wealth in this year. But it's really going to be on you to take that momentum and funnel it into, you know, building your wealth empire. And so in my school safe house, we have all of the tools for you to be able to do that. Um, and I love being able to just keep an eye on people all throughout the year, but you can also buy ritual a la carte. You'll be a couple days late. Once we go past five days, I would not recommend doing it because you'll have too much homework to catch up on, but you can't actually enroll in this anytime during the year. It's just, we only do it as a group once a year and it's so, and it's great. Um, so let's go into these questions. The first one is, what do you think about a clean start for the year? 
I, I'm a Capricorn. So like, I love the start of anything because I'm like, everything will go my way if I just plan it sufficiently. And I know now after, you know, studying the Enneagram for as long as I have that things never really go according to plan. Um, that things never really go according to plan. But if you know exactly where they're supposed to go off plan, then you can prepare for it as best as you can, or at least prepare for things to be derailed. And that way you're not taking every adversity as a sign that something isn't working. You take every adversity as a sign that it is working. And when like, that's literally you in your God power, when you get, a, cause the only thing that a God doesn't have is limitations. They have everything. They own everything, do everything, aren't everything. So the only thing that they don't have is like the no force. So that's why humanity exists is to interact with limitations and find creative ways to go around it. It's constantly expanding the conscious database of the source of the, you know, core energy, the core program, whatever it is that you want to call that. And so it's very human to get a limitation and start like, I don't want it. It's very godlike to get a limitation and be like, yes, I love it. I love this. Um, but I love a new start to everything. And I always start my year now that I've learned after taking two years off and seeing my income just like plummet. I start the year off every single year. <laughs> From here on out, I'm never skipping years again out of my own stubbornness. Like, I don't need this anymore. I spend 40 days at the beginning of the year just getting real about my relationship with money, making sure that I don't have any money blocks, making sure that I have a strategy for the year, making sure that I've put on a fresh new wealth mindset, that I've set clear goals and clear plan of action to get what I need. And it's, it's basically, you know, if I imagine that I have many different, you know, children and money is one of my children, one of my projects that I'm keeping going this is our like personal time together it's like yo let let me show you that I love you you can show me that you love me but let's really get this quality time it's my date night these the first 40 days of the year are like my date night with money and so that's what I love about a clean start for the year absolutely and I do have a couple of resolutions going this year as well for example I'm not watching any caca tv I'm not watching any caca tv for the month of uh, I'm sorry for the year 2024. This is a very big deal for me because my husband and I do love our little shows, but we had watched the dome show and it was just so crappy that, okay, this microphone isn't working. We watched the dome show and it was just so crappy that like, I was like, why are we forcing ourselves to watch this thing that we don't even like? And we're like making fun of it because it's so bad. Like we could be reading books instead. We could be like learning new skills instead. So not watching any TV. And with that, I'm able to wake up a lot earlier. So I clocked in for my shift this morning. I was up at 3.30. I worked from 3.30 to 6 a.m. And then I went back to bed. And now I am fresh as a daisy to be here. Next question. The new Chappelle stand-up on Netflix. I love him. I haven't seen I haven't seen him yet, but I also love Dave Chappelle. And I think that it's always, you know, comedy is always a good way to sense, you know, when there's so many cultural taboos, you know, social media really social media tries to give you the feeling that everyone is talking about this thing. And if you're not talking about it, you're painfully behind that. Everyone is on this new parenting trend. Everybody is on this new book. Everybody's talking about this political thing. If you're not doing it, you're super behind. 
But I feel like comedy it has always been like your your wake up call to like, look, this is how people are actually like feeling about it. Um, and that's why social media is free, you know, is because it's the easiest. Nobody wants to be behind. Nobody wants to have FOMO. So you can get people really hyped up about things that they wouldn't otherwise be aware of. But I feel like like comedy is always a good way to like take the temperature of what's going, you know, of, of what's actually going on. And something else is that uh, like laughter Laughter is your your brain trying to figure out if something is a yes or a no. So like, for example, somebody slipping and falling on ice, like, is that a yes? Like, yes, that's so funny or no, that's so wrong. Um, when your mind can't categorize it, you laugh, you laugh. And, a, and for a long time, I mean, this is the fourth way explanation of it, which comes from Sufi, comes from mesoteric teaching. So like all second level teaching. So it's known in mesoteric circles that this is what laughter is. But like laughter has baffled psychologists for so long. They're like, what is this involuntary thing? And it's, it's your mind trying to digest a yes and a no at the same time. So they said that like Jesus never laughed like ever, which doesn't, you know, doesn't surprise me. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. He seemed like a really cool guy, but I wouldn't, you know, I don't think he's getting like crunk on, <laughs> I don't think he's getting like crunk. Um, also, congratulations, I haven't said the word crunk and very, dead, like ever, <laughs> I think. Okay, next question, action versus inaction when manifesting a certain life path. I don't really know what that means, so, um, but let me try this. Action versus inaction. Well, action cures fear. That's just the bottom line. So if you want something, you're afraid to do it, like, all of that inaction is only going to be making you more afraid. Like people, t you, you've heard the, the saying, like you want to have all of your ducks in a row. Well, ducks are only in a row when they're in motion. When ducks aren't in motion, moving towards a specific goal, they're scattered around all over the place. So you have to have, you have to be taking action. Always take action. The universe honors a decision. If there's a move you can make, make it. And in my in the Money Block workshop, which I had free for the whole month of December, you can find it on YouTube if you look Mommy O Not Me Money Blocks. Um, but one of the biggest money blocks ever is waiting when it's your turn. Waiting when it's your turn. You're saying, okay, universe, I'm waiting for a sign. The sign is, is that you have no money. You have a miserable life and you're not fucking doing anything. So wake the fuck up and get to work. Stop praying that like some one-on-one -on -one client is going to come and help you. Like nobody, there, there's not really that much that's appealing about a person that's visibly broke. And when you're broke, when you have that poverty mindset, it's on every word that you say, everything that you do. Like it, it's not about wearing flashy clothes or having a flashy car or anything like that. It's literally your vibe. It's literally your vibe. Like Christian Bale drives a Toyota and is hardly ever fucking, he's hardly ever flashing money around but if you were around it you'd be like wow this is a celebrity this is somebody with rich person energy it's an energy thing so when you're in inaction and just expecting the universe to come and save you like the universe doesn't get anything from like bopping you on the head with a peacock feather and being like you're rich now because you haven't done anything you haven't changed you haven't contributed something new to the world and honestly like what's underneath all of this is a massive ego and a massive sense of entitlement that says certainly i'm superior than all of these other people and i deserve to get something without working for it no Everyone's worked for it. Kim Kardashian works literally so hard and she's such goals for me about hard work. Like the fact that she's able to 
integrate law school into her life. The fact that she wakes up at 4 a.m. and works out every day, so does Chris. Like, I, I love this. And actually, because I, I read Chris Jenner's book, um, but that work ethic comes all the way down from Mary, their, the grandma. So that work has always, and work at a young age has always been a part of their family culture. And that's definitely a part of our family culture too, because I just really want to show my kids that like working is fun. And speaking of this, cause this was something that I wanted to talk about is I, you know, I saw something on the internet that they, you know, kids meeting strangers on the internet that are just no good, you know, and I, I've heard lots of stories like this, whether it's like trafficking or, you know, holding somebody prisoner, but basically like your kid meets somebody, your kid meets somebody on the internet. And next thing you know, like you don't have your kid anymore. Of course, that's not something that I want. And I, you know, I'm very much like a, a long distance lover. So I could have, you know, I could have a whole relationship and text messages. And I definitely have, I just like, fill in the blanks and there's not so many red flags when it's amor de lejos, it's amor de pendejos, like uh, long distance love is, is love for assholes, basically that means in Spanish. Um, but I, I was like, you know, what's my strategy when it comes to filtering the internet for my kids? And we, you like, we very much believe like in our house that our kids don't watch very much TV simply because we let them watch as much TV as they want. And so they don't have a very, we're always like, can you guys please just watch like 30 minutes of a movie? So, you know, without interrupting us so that we can do our job. But the kids don't like to watch very much screen time because they're allowed to have as much of it as they want. And we just believe that like scarcity increases value. And we've had a couple of times kids come over that weren't allowed to watch TV and they just really, really, really wanted to watch TV. Whereas our kids, when they have kids come over, they just want to play. The last thing they want to do is watch TV because they have access to it all the time. So I'm not like, we've definitely tried a no screens thing before, but we just didn't really see like that much difference in the kids behavior. Like the first couple of days we thought we did, but like, actually it, it really wasn't that much of a difference. So um, so we just kind of let the kids watch as much as they want. Sometimes they'll really have a movie day, but for the most part, they're just like not into it. Um, but I was like, you know what, if anybody knows about the, you know, the blessings and the curses of the internet, like it's definitely Kim Kardashian. So I'm just going to do what Kim Kardashian, I'm just going to do what Kim Kardashian does. If the kids want to have social media, then they can run the account with their mom and, and take it from there. But I feel like they, you know, because, you know, people get really scared about the internet. But when you look at certain families, like, for example, Billie Eilish and her family, her parents could have been like, no, if we let a 13 year old put a song on SoundCloud, you know, someone somewhere is going to be jerking off to it. And someone somewhere is jerking off to literally anything that you do, you know, and there's no way to prove that someone somewhere is jerking off to, you know, your stuff or your kid stuff. There's no way to prove that, but that's, that's fear. And it's really, you know, I, I feel like in a world that's always changing, the sooner we can get our kids on that four step path of recognize your unique gifts and share them, which is Dharma. Second step is find a way to charge for these gifts. Third step is understand the true nature of desire. What do you most want to create? And then finally, moksha liberation. And how that would work is it in a business sense is like the concept. So Dharma would be recognize your unique gifts and share them. This is the concept. 
charging for it as that second level aren't the same same moksha so what is the next project that you i'm sorry comma what is the next project that you want to do what are you really here to impact in the world relaxing into that bigger desire and then moksha liberation would be leaving that first business behind either by selling it or setting it passive and giving yourself permission to go on to the next and on to the next and on to the next and this is really something that uh I, I'm already, I've already started this with my kids. They've opened a little coffee shop out of our house. We just bought a really big six person sauna, which should be here in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to let the kids run that in the neighborhood. So like basically if someone wants to use the sauna, they can pay our kids. They'll get spa water and fresh bathrobes, but it's to my it's for my kids to flip out the sauna in between guests. Um, but I, I really, I think it's cool how the Kardashians especially and this is all Chris but really like from such a young age with her kids wasn't really picky about how they did in school was just like what do you what are you actually passionate about what do you actually want to do and let's just build you know let's just build this and learning more about how um I forget where I read this but I think it was in actually in Chris's master class where she was talking about you know Kylie saying that she wanted to start her lipstick company and and Chris was like are you ready for this? Because this is going to be a lot of work. Like I can't post for you. This is going to be a lot of work. Are you sure that this is something that you can handle? Are you sure this is something that you want? She's like, yes, absolutely. And nobody really thought that, you know, her mom was like, you better be ready to move this fucking inventory because if you don't have a strategy for moving this inventory, you're going to have a garage full of lipstick and I'm not going to be responsible for it. And something I also love, you know, it's like I, I can read a lot of parenting stuff and really stress myself out. And some of it is is helpful, but also, you know, it's like we are we are who we are. And there's a lot of parents that I really, really look up to. There's a lot of parents that I really, really look up to that are absolutely not gentle parents. Chris Jenner is like the opposite of a fucking gentle parent. A lot of screaming, a lot of chaos, a lot of that going on. Uh, I follow a Cajun mom who I really love. Like, the, the, give it. She says, pass you a slap. Like, this is not culturally inappropriate for Creole, for uh, Cajun moms in New Orleans. And I was talking to my husband about this the other day. I was like, you know, there's always going to be a stranger on the internet or a stranger with a book um, telling you how to raise your kids. But when it comes down to my life experience, when I need parenting advice, there are two people that I have met in my entire life whose parenting style I truly admire and whose kids genuinely impress me. And those are the people that I go to for advice. And that is the advice that I've personally implemented. So if you're ever feeling like you're kind of in the trenches, don't listen to people on the internet because they're only ever showing you the best side of things. And this isn't intentional. It's like when your kid is really having a meltdown, it's not like you're trying to go turn the camera on because that would, that would make you unable to actually diffuse the situation correctly. So it's just like in these moments and these parenting moments, it's just not natural to have a camera on you do, you know, navigating all of that. And, and that's also personal, you know, you don't want to air your kids, <laughs> you know, you don't want to air everything of your kids out on camera, but don't listen to the internet. Don't listen to strangers because they don't know your kids and you don't, you aren't seeing the results of these actions. Look for people whose kids, you, you really like their behavior. If you don't have any of these people around you, like I totally get it. So just trust yourself and do it your way. But I, I've always believed this and I'm reading, I wanted to make sure that I didn't have resistance to parenting books. So I picked up a book called Positive Discipline, which I actually thought is really, is really cool. But I got to tell you, 
trying to incorporate some of these methods, while I do, they do intellectually make sense, I would say that it takes about 45 minutes longer to get to the bottom of a situation than it does when I'm just doing it, how, what feels natural to me and what's based off advice that I've gotten from parents who I really look up to. So that's just my personal experience, but I'm somebody on the internet, so don't fucking take parenting advice from me. You haven't met my kids, so. Um, and next question, talk about Justin and Selena. Justin and Selena were tweaking together. Like literally go look up those pictures of them trying to score fucking meth at like the world's sketchiest flea market. You can have your idea, you know, you can love them together and think that they belong together, whatever, but there's never been any pictures of Justin and Haley going out and scoring crack. Now, Justin to me looks like somebody that's on a lot of drugs all the time. And almost all of the time, it seems like Haley Bieber is babysitting him, which I, and as the Sag in the relationship, I'm really surprised that she's down for that for so long. She's obviously getting something from it, but Justin Bieber kind of seems like an enormous pain in the ass. I understand that he's like cool and everything like that, but I, he seems like an enormous pain in the ass. I am not so adamant about hating Hailey Bieber that I would, that, you know, I'm going to just say that she's a bitch and he shouldn't be with her. But Justin and Selena did fucking drugs together. And I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship where you were getting really fucked up with that partner, but sometimes you just can't be with them again. It's like that Summer Walker song, like, if I had you back, all I want to do is fuck, get drunk, pop pains all night. There would be no love in you. Yeah. So looking back on that relationship, like there was a lot of substances going on. And, and I love that combination because they were like scoring meth and then going the hill song. Like there's obviously a lot of like conflict in that relationship, but that's, you know, there, I'm sure there was a lot of high times. I'm sure there was a lot of low times, but some really go back to that relationship the same way. So that's what I think about that. Can we know what your, what the tattoo on your forehead says and what it means? Yes, the tattoo on my head says gentleness, but I love it. If, I, if I've got a really like normie guy asking what my tattoo is, I like tell them gentlemen and I like them to like, I like seeing them trying to figure out if I'm like a man or a woman, like on this spot is always really pleasurable for me. Um, but yeah, it says gentleness. And I was told that this was always the answer for all of the problems in my life. And I'm like learning what that means for me because there is a way for me to be very gentle while still being loud, while still being myself, while still being a disciplinarian. Like being gentle is how I respond to life. And so for me, what gentleness means is understanding that like you can't force people that aren't ready, nor should you try. And the older and the more experienced I get, the less I feel like I need to, I used to feel like I needed to wake people up. And not everybody is here to wake up. And I can save all of that energy for people that do really want it. But that's what compassion is, is just realizing that everybody, you know, if you've ever had an eating disorder, like you can't try and push somebody to get rid of their eating disorder. Like if they're not ready, they're not ready. And that's just the bottom line. And so, but you're not like, oh, they're so stupid because you weren't so stupid. You weren't ready when it was time for you to get over it. If you weren't ready, it just wasn't time. If it's not time to get sober, it's just not time. But when you're ready, you'll do it. And so to me, gentleness means like trusting, being at peace with, with time. 
my own and other people's and, and not feeling like I need to wake people up. So that's how gentleness translates for me. If I'm not living up to your definition of gentleness, I literally don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. So-called satanic rituals at concerts. Would love to hear your perspective. There is no Satan and people could categorize anything as being satanic. And I know that people love to fight on this one, but that's just indicative of the level. And the question that I would give to you is who created Satan? And did God like create this monster that they couldn't control? You know, is that really, is that what you believe? Is that what you believe? And, you know, this is also such a byproduct of Christianity because, you know, when we think about it like that, who's stronger, God or Satan? It's like, well, obviously God. But when we ask who's stronger, Jesus or Satan, we don't know because Jesus got crucified. Like he lost that round. He lost that round. Like, yeah, the legacy lives on. Yeah, Mary Magdalene saw him a few days later, you know, but not many other people did. And so it seems like, okay, there's going to be a rematch. And so that's always like really indicative of the level because God created literally all things, including the devil. So everything that you see is an aspect of God. God is in all religions, all practices, all things. God has three faces, a face that's active, a face that's neutralizing and a face that's passive or like, you know, the three murti, which is, which is Brahma, which is Shiva, which is Vishnu. Like God is not, you know, any chaos you see doesn't mean like the devil's at work, but there, the satanic panic is real. And people that are quote unquote, you know, Christian, and that should be focusing on God, like the first commandment says, put no other gods before God. They're really looking for Satan everywhere that they go and seek and ye shall find. If you're looking for Satan everywhere, like you're going to find Satan everywhere. And if you're looking for God everywhere, you'll find him at every single rock concert and every single event. And even when there's horrible things that you don't understand, as you start to wake up, you will see God in war you will see god in pain you will under you will stop saying that just when things don't go your way it's because right now when things don't go your way you're like oh god missed a spot god is not strong enough to defeat satan in this area therefore i have to control it you can't even keep your fucking house clean you can't even keep your house clean what makes you think that you can keep the whole universe turning so this is what I do. I initiate people into the second level of teachings. And by spending a year in my school, we're detoxing out this level one dualistic thinking. We're raising you to the level of good householder because you cannot really focus on your studies when you're not sharing your unique gifts with the world, when you are not easily able to support yourself. You genuinely cannot care about other people when you're struggling to make ends meet. It's all just a mask for your own codependency. This has either already proven itself to be true for you or it will one day if it's like Ooh, salt in a wound. Okay, good. This is a good sign, but that's the objective truth. And that's the direction that, that we're going in. So this is what I do in my school. You can be a student for a year at my school for $2,000. I have spaces open right now. If you think that one of these spaces are good for you, I personally do the onboarding. Like I personally say, okay, yep, come on in. And if you would like to know if Safe House is a fit for you, shoot me a text message, 512-415-4114, and we will get you enrolled. There's a two-week free trial, so you can, you can try it. 
Beyonce. Okay, we'll definitely talk about Beyonce in a minute. Amanda Bynes podcasted to another people's concern over her well-being. Yo, not everybody can handle fame. And Amanda Bynes is such a good example of somebody that that couldn't handle fame. Like it just completely fried the system. This is what we're doing a lot in the ritual is building the wattage to be able to handle fame, to be able to handle wealth. Like fame is 50% of the world loving you and 50% of the world hating you. So that's what people can't handle. They want everyone to love them. And when the hate comes, they like don't know how to deal with it. They can handle fame, but they can't handle the infamy. Like there is nobody that has an immaculate track record ever. If they have an immaculate track record, for example, Will Smith, shit will catch up to them. The dirty laundry will be aired. You can't have secrets when you're a celebrity. You have to just be in total integrity with yourself and to be able to handle so many people loving you and handle so many people hating you at the same time. But just like she really, you know, she really couldn't, she really couldn't handle that. And I think it's interesting that she like ditched her podcast after just one episode, because I really think this is, I get this all of the time with people that either haven't started their YouTube or their only fans or whatever yet. And they're like stressing. They've got like, you know, 2000 followers on their Instagram and are planning on starting a YouTube channel or starting an only fans or something. And they are like stressing out about how fucking hard it's going to be because this thing is going to go viral. And it's like, yo, like you've been working at going viral on Instagram for a good long time and it hasn't happened. Like cross the bridge of fame when you get to it, but you are never going to get famous and you're never going to go viral and you're never going to get that recognition unless you actually really want it. And if for some reason you get it before you really want it and are willing to work to handle it, like it will literally fry your system. You'll have a horrible time because you never really wanted it. So if you never really wanted it, then you're focusing on the hate side of the situation and you're resenting it. You're resenting this thing that so many other people want. Kim Kardashian wanted to be famous from so young, wanted to be on the cover. She was like, I think the first magazine that she was on was like pet owner or something. And she didn't even have a pet that she just wanted. She was like, I, you know, today pet owner, but one day vote, like I'm going to do it. I'm going to make it happen no matter what I'm willing to work for it. They have such a good reputation of being easy to work with. And that comes all the way down from Mary Jo. So... I, you know, if you can't handle it, you can't handle it. But it's like Amanda Bynes was expecting her podcast to be like the next Bobby Oha, if that's a, if that's how you say her name. Um, she was expecting it to just go from blip, 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 you know, I'm Amanda Bynes, I'm making a podcast. And she was expecting to land people like Drake, you know, she was just expecting it to go in, in the Bobby direction. And it's like, girl, no, like you have to, you have to work for that. My recommendation for Amanda Bynes is to just have her, you know, have a mad half hour, have a mad half hour every single week live and just tell it like, go Brittany on it, please turn the comments off mentally and like, just be fully unhinged with us. Just turn the comments off and be fully unhinged with us for a half an hour, for a half an hour a week. Put some likes on here if you would totally listen to Amanda Bynes just like going absolutely de Lulu as my husband, as my husband says. Um, this is, I, I'm so happy for comments like these ones because uh, this one that I'm about to read to you guys, it really shows me what my chief fault is right now, which is definitely vanity. 
I only got black magic put on me one time. And that's because a lady, my, my doorway to it. And I'm, Unfortunately for you guys, now that I talk about it, it's not going to have an impact on me anymore. But a lady, it was like years ago, but this lady told me two days after I gave birth to my daughter, Wiley, that I looked as if I was dead. And then she put a hex on me and my husband ended up getting cactus needles in his throat, which sucked. I had to pull them out with a pair of tweezers. I was like, ah, oh, these ratchet witches, these ratchet witches piss me off so much, you know, like, uh control freaks, bitches. But the, if I hadn't had that susceptibility, cause it's like, you know, when black magic's gotten to you because you're like thinking about it, you're like, shit, maybe they are right. And if they are right about this little thing, maybe they're right about more things. So I went and, you know, poor me, you know, I just had a baby free birth, my second baby at no sleep, you know, I was sleeping maybe like two hours a night in a fucking bean bag, nursing a baby all night long and uh, by the fire because my daughter wouldn't sleep in bed. So it was fucking gnarly. And for her to tell me that I looked so ugly, it like really got to me. But this person here is well-meaning cunts. Have you heard of castor oil? If you take it with some selenium, your hairline will start to grow back. Now, I literally did not know that I had hairline issues. Like I've never thought of myself in that way before. And I think a good way for me to know is my gentleness tattoo because I got this before I had kids or anything like that. And so this was always like the state of things. But then this person said, and someone else was like, have you ever considered braces? And I fucking DM'd it back because it's like some guy with like ice fucking bathing as his profile picture. Have you ever considered braces? I was like, wow, I thought ice bathing fixed everything, but you're so an asshole. Um, I didn't tell him that, but I just said, oh, I thought ice bathing cured everything. And he never got back to me or he's in general now. If you get moved to general, there's no coming out of it. And just so you guys know, like my DMs are super, super roulette super roulette so there's no rhythm or rhyme to what it's not like a follower count thing every day i'll maybe look at one new dm from my dm request talk to that person every now and then but it's total roulette like if you need to get a hold of me consistently do it but if you try and blow up my text messages i know i gave you guys my phone number if you try and blow up my text messages with something that is not related to you enrolling in my school like you're gonna get moved to general so i'm giving you a lot of trust to say here's my phone number don't fuck it up because you'll fuck it up for everybody. Um, but yeah, so I said braces and hairlines. So look, I am not currently featuring any conversations about my hairline. All right. Because this is the hairline that I've ever had and I've never seen a problem with it. So if you have a problem with my hairline to the degree that you are inflicting your advice on me, on my stories, you have too much time on your hands. And if you have too much time on your hands that you are not valuing, you are definitely broke. So you need to stop looking at my hair and start listening to my mouth when I'm talking about money because you need it. And it shows in every single word that you say. So that's how I feel about that. Gentleness. <laughs> <laughs> gentleness for the lady in the comments that's like your emails are the opposite of gentle well honey there's a nice gentle unsubscribe button button at the bottom of them if you don't like it but the majority of people say it's the only newsletter that they open so swoopity swoop and i have a playlist that's coming your guys's way i have so many playlists and i've been for a long time it's been on my board that like i want to dj 
just learning the software hasn't ever really been useful for me. So now I'm just delegating it to somebody else to say, here's the songs, here's how I want them mixed together, here's the crossfade, make it an MP3 for me, goodbye, I'll pay you, and that's that. Michael Jackson's makeover. Michael Jackson was really went through a lot of stuff as a child. So that's all I'm going to say about him. And I'm not saying that he didn't do lots of fucked up things to other people, but it's always easier for people to become an abuser than admit that they're a victim. And that's just that. Teal Swan. I, so I get compared a lot to Teal Swan, which, you know, from the end, and then that's, I don't feel any which way about it. All I'm going to say and I know that I'm going to run into Teal Swan eventually, so I'm going to make sure that I'm not going to say anything here that I wouldn't say to Teal's face. But like, girl, life is a celebration. And I know that there's a shadow in life, but there's also a lot of joy and a lot of fun to be had. And like, there's really no such thing as bad publicity. Like, look, people, they can try and frame your stuff on Hulu. I didn't watch your documentary, but people can try and like frame your stuff on Hulu any which way. But I mean, it's you talking, it's you sharing your truth. You know, there's plenty of people that are down for that. So Hulu is literally advertising what you do, however they want to spin it. Nobody fucking trusts the media anymore. Girl, that's driving sales your way. It's driving sales your way. Like, I really feel like Teal Swan, you got to just take a breather, unplug, like go and get some space and be like, is fame still something that I want? Because it's very easy to pull the plug and go Kermit whenever people will stop talking about you like three to five years and your fame will go bye-bye. Like that's, that's no problem. But like if fame is still something you want, like literally have so much fun with it. So much fun to be famous. There's so much fun stuff that you can do with the asset of fame. There's so many, you know, like, and there's just no such thing as bad publicity. Like I have a show that's coming up with Hulu and I'm like, I literally don't care. Like make me look absolutely crazy. I don't, I don't give a shit. Like I might find out on camera on Hulu that I'm completely unhealed and completely unhinged and everyone thinks I'm crazy. I don't care because I'm laughing and I'm having a good time with everything. It's not bumming me out. It's not, but I also like, I don't listen to any podcasts that I've been on. Like, I don't want, I'm just, I just keep on, I just keep on moving. People could be like, well, you said here or this baby. I say a lot of things. I talk a lot. Like I'm a talker. So I've said like basically every, I've said basically everything. And something that I said two years ago, I'm probably like not really re resonating with now because I'm growing so much every single day and every single year. So definitely be a live student of mine where I can answer your questions every single Friday, do the workshops that I'm doing live because I grew a lot. So if you want to be, you want to be on my cutting edge. Someone's asking here about Kabbalah and chakras. So chakras I know a lot about, but Kabbalah I don't. And I was thinking about initiating into Kabbalah this year, like maybe getting a mentor for that. But I just don't know if it's my path. Like I've seen the tree of life many times, but I wasn't struck by that symbol the way I was struck by the Enneagram. And I don't need to be, I, I, I don't need to know all of these different systems. But Kabbalah was something where like every time I tried to get near it, it kind of inched away a little bit. And it doesn't have that erotic charge for me where I'm like, I have to know. Like the things that have really been for me were like, I have 
have to know. So I might initiate into Kabbalah this year, but I might not. There's so many other people that teach Kabbalah. And I really try to just focus on what nobody else is teaching. But Jews have really, really, really strong magic without a doubt. That's why they're always targeted. That's why they're always targeted for genocide, enslavement, like all of this stuff. So, you know, that doesn't give them the right to do what they're doing now but it's not to me to to judge the situation because nothing happens on earth that does not cross god's desk and that's just the bottom line of it all but the jews have really strong jews have really strong magic and it's so pure because they are always because of their traditions like super super traditional i lived in an orthodox jewish neighborhood when i was in bed and that's like the like of all of the different sects like that specific hasidim is like the strictest one ever and uh and it was just really interesting to see people abiding by that and there's a, you know people from the outside one like, oh, it's so unhappy like they can leave if they really want to it's hard but a lot of there's a lot of things in these rituals that are really beautiful that people really like and my brother told me after he made his documentary about my family and really regretted it he said that the only thing that's worse than like inflicting your religion on someone else is taking someone's religion away from them and people really cling to their own personal rock of ages however that looks for them and it's really not you don't rip that away from people because you are not strong enough to replace that period period don't take that because you are not strong enough to replace that if you're thinking about like meddling in someone's business for example you know someone's boyfriend is cheating on them but you you know are like wondering if you tell them or not you don't really have any connection to this person but you're like you know should i blow up their spot or whatever basically addicted to the drama like are you gonna be there for them are you gonna be there for this person and do you actually know them like are you i don't know because in the eightfold path of yoga like the first rule is do no harm and the second rule is tell the truth so you're not meant to tell the truth if it's going to do harm so you need to really really evaluate if blowing up someone's spot would be doing more harm than it is telling the truth because it's not about you it's not about you and this like human desire to get involved in things that do not concern you because you're like this is so wrong and i have to write it like what if it was all balanced like what if there was nothing wrong with this picture so I was at that junction. Believe me, I know the stress would be up really wanting to tell someone something, but ultimately I decided not to because that would be very cruel to this person. And she was also on a life path that she was really happy about and he was putting the bill for it. So who am I to judge? Not like I was going to pay her way through school. You know, if she's meant to find out, she'll find out. But I didn't have, I wasn't ready to be that rock of ages for her. So we're at the Beyonce questions. You guys want to hear a little bit about Beyonce? You guys want to hear a little bit about Beyonce? Okay. I can definitely talk about this because I did it. So I'm, I'm a Beyonce fan. I'm a Beyonce fan for sure, but I'm not an anyone fan to the degree where I'm like, I'm like, I'm in nobody's army. Sip the coffee, coffee break. Oh, mm. before I go into Beyonce, a couple questions. I'm working on a product and I've done your free stuff. What paid course should I do first? I'm going to say do the ritual because is what we're doing right now. And, if, and you could catch up 
pretty fast. Just go to mommyonami.com, go to the financial section, hit ritual. I think it's mommyonami.com slash ritual um, should get you there as well. But that clears all of the money blocks so that you are able to think clearly about the path ahead. It'll also make you more money. So if you're like, I only have the money to do one, like do that one because you'll have more money. We're doing it live. So like every day at 11 Eastern, you'll see me, you'll see my husband, we'll make some fucking money together. Um, fuckless is not due to launch for, it goes wheels reinvented and then fuckless. I'm going to simplify a lot of this stuff on the fuckless curriculum. So ordinarily I'd say do that one if you're launching a product, cause it'll teach you how to launch like you, but I'm going to just perfect that workshop a little bit. Everything on it is good, but I feel like I could say the same thing in like half the time. And I also want to talk to you guys about something that my mentor has been teaching me regarding, um, bringing intimacy into your offers. And it's really like changed the game for, for me. But if you ever want to know what workshop is right for you, and you can text me 512-415-4114. This is our actual purple phone in our house. So we will pick up. My husband usually mans that phone because a lot of people send like dirty stuff. And I like to just have him do that. <laughs> um, but that is, uh, and actually not a lot of people, very few people. But from the very beginning, I was like, if I'm going to give a number out publicly, it's going to be my husband's number and not mine. But I'm responsible for checking all the, the messages on it once he's filtered through it. So that's what that number, that's what that number is. Um, but I'm going to re I'm going to revise some of this stuff in, in fuckless. So I would definitely say do ritual because that's what we're doing live right now. So, and it's fucking awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for the work you've done. Thank you. What life numerology path are you? I'm not sure, but if this is the, the Dan Millman thing, I'm a 369 life path, whatever Carl Jung was. So 369, which is very appropriate because these are the numbers that I work very closely with in the log three. And I can just skip to this question right now. Somebody asked about the hand symbol that Beyonce is always making. Now, I don't know why Beyonce makes the symbol, What? but what I can say is that the triangle in all magic and all symbols in the Enneagram is always representative of a spiritual law, which is called the law of three. And the law of three says that for all creations to occur, there needs to be three forces. So this is like when Tesla said three, six, nine, key to the universe, even though there's always someone that pops up and says he didn't say that. Well, it came from somewhere regarding him so i'm just gonna go with it i'm not gonna deep dive and be like where did he say this and when all i know is that that quote is commonly attributed to him the same way that certain quotes like obstacles or detours in the right directions are attributed to tony robbins maybe they came from the Tao Te Ching. it is known let's just say let's just put it like that it is known but the law of three says that you have to have an active, a passive, and a neutralizing force to be able to create anything. And so, for example, to create a baby, you need the active force of a sperm. And the sperm is active because it is seeking out the egg. Now, people say, well, actually, the egg picks a sperm. Yes, baby, I know, but the egg stays right there. And the egg is going to be transformed once the sperm is allowed in. The egg is never going to be the same. So if it's if it's the receiver, then that's passive. So in a light bulb, we have the electrical current. The filament receives the electrical current and is burned up, but not destroyed. So passive income, the 
active principle is no is being burned up but not destroyed. So you found a way to take what's usually your active income and turn that into passive income. It makes you money without you being there, which is great. You have just the right amount of activity to keep it going. There's no such thing as totally passive income. You have to launch books. You have to promote your music. You have to sell your art. But it's less work than doing something fresh over and over again. And then the neutralizing force, this is what people always forget about. And if you were to just in any situation where you're feeling conflict, if there is conflict, whether in Gaza or in you and your mother-in-law or you want to write a book, but you can't seem to write a book, anywhere there is conflict, there is duality. So conflict can only exist in a dualistic world. Me versus you, Israel versus Palestine, you versus your mother-in-law, want to write a book versus can't write a book. And if you just ask to see the forgotten three third force, this is why this is such a secret. There is no conflict with three. A triangle distributes weight equally. This is the neutralizing force. The neutralizing force says sperm, you're right, egg, you're also right. Israel, you're right. Palestine, you're also right. Mother-in-law, you're right. You, you're also right. You want to write a book? You also can't write a book. It's saying both of these things are correct in their own way. So the womb neutralizes the conflict between sperm and egg. Who's going to do this? The womb says within this setting, there is peace. Within this setting, there is creation. This is the law of three. The neutralizing force brings the two opposing forces together and neutralizes the conflict. We have the electrical charge firing up the light bulb and the filament, which is absorbing that. But within the neutralizing container of the bulb, it's not too little or too much and light can occur. Within the womb, it's not too little or too much. It can occur. With Israel and Palestine, I'm not very political, so I don't know everything that's going on, except for that Palestine has only ever fought to defend its own borders. They have never initiated attacks. They've only ever fought to defend their own borders. Historically, I'm not saying anything that's happened so far this last year. But how is it that we, we have the conflict of these two forces? So where is this taking place? The third force is always related to time and space. So if we want to see the third force, we can either ask like, why is this happening in time? Simply because it's time. Things have been going on for so long. They reached a boiling point. They couldn't go any further. And now it's, just, it's not that it's a good time for it or a bad time for it. It's just, it's just time. It was just time for this to happen can't control that. It was just time for that to happen. And it sucks. We don't want there to ever be a time for, you know, destruction and chaos. People will die, but there's a time for peace. And there's also time for chaos. And every storm cloud eventually runs out of rain. And the spiritual path is just observing something be like, and then what space is this occurring in? So for example, the womb, there needs to be the right will for a baby to come. And when you're really wanting a baby, every time you get your period, you can be super discouraged because you're like, this blood is a sign that my baby's getting further away. No, it's not. It's a sign that the right womb is getting closer and closer. So at the right time, the correct space will be ready. And this will always align 
with the correct time in your life where you have the space to bring in a baby to your life. You're not working too much. You're not under too much stress. Your body can handle the pregnancy well. God is time and God is space. All timing is divine. All space is divine because time and space or the fourth dimension, a lot of people don't want to acknowledge the fourth dimension or the third force in this triangle of space and time. As you say, I want this thing and it's not coming. Third dimension, I want this thing. Fifth dimension, it's not coming. I should be able to jump timelines. I should be able to hop over the fourth dimension. But everything that you want to manifest has to come through this dimension of time and space. It's either a certain amount of time away from you or a certain amount of space away from you. You really want a boyfriend, but you don't have the space in your life to receive it. And you, you have a cluttered up home. You have nasty bed sheets. Like you don't have space. You're on the phone in your family drama every day. You don't have fucking space for a person in your life. And that's why they're not there. You don't have space for money in your life because you're disorganized. You have a leaky container. You have no idea how much money you have. You have no idea how much debt you have. You have no strategy for making more money. Your space is leaky. So the time and the space of everything is always divine. So where is the conflict of Palestine and Israel? What space is this occurring in? Palestine and Israel are two places on earth. And earth is not very high up on the chain of command. Meaning, if we were to think of creation as being a totem pole with seven levels, the seven levels being the seven notes of an octave, because as you progress in spiritual schools, you learn that everything happens in an octave. Humanity, earth, is at the note me on the ray of creation. So we'll run through this really quick. I'm sorry that you guys will have to like maybe close your eyes to be able to see this. But the octave that all of creation lives in and the octave is represented in this symbol, the Enneagram, by all of the lines on this that are not the triangle and not the circle. The circle means time and space. The triangle means the law of three and the what's called the line of supervision. This represents the law of octaves, which says that nothing travels a straight line. When I was talking earlier in this podcast about how I know now from experience that things don't go according to plan, I'm talking about the law of octaves. So intelligence is knowing where you are. When we say, why is this happening on earth? It shouldn't be happening. Well, let's look at where earth is in the chain of command. So the ray of creation that we live in is a descending octave from O from do. So instead of going do re mi, it goes do si la because it started with God and we came down from God. We didn't rise up off of God. God is higher on the chain of command than we are. And we call God on this chain of command, the absolute. So it starts with the note do and do is short for domina. Now this do re mi fa si la si, like everything on earth can be calculated by math music or color. So we're going to be using music for this one. And all of these notes have meaning. This, the, these series of notes are called the solfege. And before anyone comes and bangs the sound of music at me, the solfege is Latin that was then modified into our Western language. And in the solfege, we don't say tea dough. And I can't stand it when people say tea, a drink with jam and red. Bitch, I know. 
I am talking about ancient, not sound of music. Sound of music is not my fucking guru. Okay. Gentleness. <laughs> Starts with do, domina. After do. So do had one law. We're going to get into this here, but I think you guys are here for it. Here for it. So do had one law. No limitations. Whatever Doe, a.k.a. Domino, wanted, that just happened. Wee! Whatever Domino wants, Domino gets. And there was no tension. There was nothing interesting going on whatsoever. So Doe split itself into three to create tension. And we got the next world, which is an OC because we're going backwards. Do si la and not do re mi. So C is short for Sidereus Orbi, the same word as Sidereal Astrology. This is the grand cosmos or what they call in the fourth, in the fourth way, all worlds. So all potential galaxies, seen and unseen universe, all of this. So when it comes to the force that holds, it's one lower than God. It holds all worlds. It's like the manager of all of the worlds. The manager of all of the worlds has three laws. And those three laws are that one, yeah, there has to be an active force. There has to be a passive force and there has to be a neutralizing force. So the manager of all of the worlds has three laws, was given the note C and C is short for Sidereus Orbi. Hunk, if you're following me. I mean, this is like very advanced teaching. If you're keeping up, I'm proud of you. And I do have um, it's story highlight fourth way. I do have, when I was launching the Enneagram, I really walked you guys through this with an image. So I'm doing my best, but it, it can't help to see this. You can learn more about this in my workshop, the School of Unified Spiritual Laws. That's $444, but is obviously included in your Safe House subscription. When you're in Safe House, I'm your guidance counselor. We talk on Fridays and I enroll you personally, making sure you get the workshop that's right for you. All of my workshops together, you save $4,700 a year. I am accepting students for that right now. So if you think that you want to be a student of mine, 512-415-4114, text in what? and we will get you enrolled. I checked that at 10 and five. Moving right along. So C said, I have too much work going on. <laughs> Everything happens in an octave. We need a longer chain of command because I can manage all the world, but each one of these worlds has a sun. Each one of these worlds has a sun, S-U-N, sun. And I need somebody to manage all of the suns. Okay, because we're going, we're descending. So what the note C did was it duplicated itself. Now, something that is inherent, and this is the one law that the absolute had is that it wanted to duplicate. That one law, I want to duplicate myself. And in order to duplicate myself, I'll need an active, passive, and neutralizing principle. And so as we descend down the ray of creation, any time one of these managers like the manager of all world says i need someone to manage all sons they duplicate themselves so when they duplicate themselves when c duplicates itself and says i need a manager for law for all of the sons that manager has three laws plus three laws because it's duplicated so c duplicates itself three plus three six laws at the note law 
Six, no, law, six laws at the note law. Law is short for lacteus orbi. Now, who knows what lacteus means? Let's see it in the comments. Let's see it in the comments. Duplicates itself. Now, everything wants to duplicate itself. Everything, everything, everything. Teachers want to duplicate themselves. Passive incomes wants to duplicate itself. It says, I don't want to have these live conversations anymore. Can somebody else do it? Humans say, I want to have a baby. Growing money. Okay, wonderful. Milk. Exactly. Exactly. Good job. So Lacteus Orbi is Milky Way. The Milky Way. So the note law is the Milky Way, and this represents all suns. So we have the solar system in the Milky Way, but we also have many other suns, many other galaxies going, uh, many other um, little systems, many suns within the Milky Way. So the manager of all of the suns is the note law, and law has six laws. Great job. Remy fa sol la. I got this right. Fa sol la. Okay, ready for the next one? So after, get your little hands ready. So law said, listen, I love managing all of these sons, but I, I, need, I need a little bit of help here. So I'm going to appoint my captain and his name is Sol. Let's see it in the comments. What is Sol short for? What is Sol short, short for? So when law duplicated itself to create Sol, six laws from law, it's duplicated and gets another six laws. So the Sol is the sun, correct. The Sol is the sun and the sun has 12 laws. Now, the sun is a very important part of our journey because if you work really, really, really hard in life, the minimum amount of laws that you can live under are 12 laws. So Jesus ascended master was able to do miracles because there was only 12 laws that he had to abide by in order to make something happen. So that's kind of like only having to ask 12 people for permission instead of 48. And as we work our way down, you'll see what that means. Now, I can't tell you what every single law is, but I can tell you, not right now, that's not how it works in fourth way. And the reason why, because people always ask me this, can I get a list of the 48 laws? No, because you'll read them and think that you've transcended them, which is the highest level Delulu. And if you were to even just get out from under one law, you would have so much more freedom. Your entire life would be different. So it's better to learn laws poco a poco, one by one, and actually get out from under them. For example, the law of accident, you heal all your trauma, which I teach you how to do in Wheels Reinvented, also included in your Safe House subscription. And when I'm your guidance counselor, I'll get back to you at the perfect time. We don't want to clear all your childhood trauma at Christmas time because you will have very interesting times. <laughs> but also when we clear all your trauma, we do it privately. All of the work that I teach is you don't need anyone else's participation. This is just for you. This is not a group. This is not a community, individuals, me and you, me and you, me and you. It's just me and you with a whole lot of people. Um, but the conversation is never happening to the group. It's me and you, me and you, me and you. So, but the law of accident says things just happen to you. And I always use this analogy, but somebody that's living under the law of accident that isn't aware of this law will be rushing through the airport and their coffee spilling and everything's got the pad down and TSA barely making it to their flight. 
They blow up at the lady that had just closed the gate, demand to be put on the flight. They finally get on the flight and the plane crashes. They live under the law of accident. Somebody that does not live under the law of accident gets into the thing, spills the coffee, and is like, you know what? I need to just stop and take a breath. I see I'm going to miss my flight. That's okay. I'm going to be calm and patient with the lady. She's going to book me on the next flight. You do not get on the plane that is scheduled to crash and people say it's a miracle. It's not a miracle. You've done the right work to become more conscious. You no longer live under the law of accident. You are not Cinderella where things just happen to you all the time. You have agency. You make things happen in the world. You matter. What you say matters, what you do. You're not a big argument of personalities in your head trying to say, are we going to call him? Are we not going to call him? You are an I, you're not an it. Now, until you consciously create this, don't walk around being like, I am, I am. No, it is, it is, it thinks it is, it wants, it likes, it does not like. You are an it, you are a robot. Mechanically eating, mechanically picking at your face, mechanically texting people, mechanically blowing up after you said you weren't going to blow up. Judging everything, disliking everything, forgetting who you are, forgetting why you're here, forgetting everything that you like. And that's okay. If you know that about yourself, you can start to grow. But when you think that you're awake, can't wake up if you don't know you're sleeping. <laughs> so it's a lot better to find out that you're asleep. And this is my workshop, Mesoterica, as it just takes you 10 step process to recognize that you're asleep and do the correct work that's needed to awaken. 10 steps that any of are going from asleep to awake, finito. Love that workshop. I'm someone that's doing some moderation, uh, not moderation, but is just kind of helping me look around on my app, the different conversations that are going on. She says that Mesoterica is her favorite chat that she's like loves what's going on in there. Um, so let's continue down the ray of creation. So if you work really hard, you can live under just 12 laws, but you'll never go to six. So this would be the best case scenario for you as a son. So the son was saying, okay, look, like I love my job, but I need to hire some managers to help me out. So the son duplicated itself, 12 laws from the son duplicated equals 24 laws and 24 laws is the note fa. And this brings us I walk a long block, but I always find my way back home, honey. The note fa brings us to Israel and Palestine. Now, fa is short for fatum. And fatum is F-A-T-U-M. What do you guys think this means, fatum? Now, the note fa, while well, you guys come into my comments and give me the answer, F-A-T-U-M. What do you think that's short for? What do you think that's Latin for? That is fate. Exactly. Good job. So fate, the note fog with 24 laws. This is all the planets. Now, why would all the planets be called fate? That is because for humans on earth, one step below the planets, 24 laws plus 24 laws is 48. That's how much people on earth live under. Our fate is determined by the planets. Whether we like it or not, I just saw something with my son yesterday about the impact that the moon has. It's literally showing how the moon gravitational pull pulls on water and creates one big swoosh of a wave that's going around the earth all the time and is creating every tsunami, every high tide, every low tide. But every single, and the moon is beneath the earth. 
So if the moon, which is, has less force than any of the other planets, the moon is 96 laws. It's the only planet that's in a worse position than we are on earth. If just the moon is having that impact on the earth, then what are impact are the planets having on the earth? Now, every single time there's a war on earth, it's because of planetary fluctuations. How Gurdjieff describes it is like, imagine that you're walking down the street, a stranger starts walking really close to you. So you start to kind of like tense up and be like, oh, and your mind is going like, what the fuck is this weirdo doing near me? When this happens with planet, let's imagine that none of the planets get along and that every time they come too close to each other, it creates a huge impact that humanity is here to translate in the form of peace, in the form of wars, in the form of genocide. It's not, there is nothing that we can do to control this. Nothing that we can do to control this. It is what it is. The planets determine our fate on Earth. Now, because you can work out, if you really work hard, like I mean super hard for the rest of your life, you could get under 12 laws. And 12 laws means that the planets no longer determine your fate. And that would be really cool. But it's going to take a lot more work and a lot more patience than you even, a lot more work and a lot more patience. How long have I been studying the fourth way force since 2019 with my whole heart all the time and teaching it in order to master it. That's how long I've been doing it for. And when I started, I was like, certainly I should be on the next, but I had to because I've had a lot of trauma and I'm a special case. And then I realized that I was a fucking robot, just like everybody else. Can't wake up if you don't know you're sleeping. So this is definitely the path of the fourth way is like brutal, but it is a way that you can awaken without sacrificing any of the faculties that you were given. For example, sacrificing your desire, sacrificing your mind or sacrificing your body, which are the other more common ways to enlightenment. That's path one, two, and three to get to enlightenment. The fourth way is the fourth option, but it's not for the faint hearted. It's not for the positive affirmation lovers. Positive affirmations don't do shit, really. <laughs> but they do with a caveat, and I teach that in my workshop, the ritual. So, Phaedon said, all right, but now we need someone to just manage Earth. So, the manager of humanity is Earth. 24 laws from the note Phaedon, Fa, plus 24 laws equals the note Me. And Me is short for Mixtus Orbi. Mixtus. What does this mean? Mixtus. M-I-X-T-U-S. What could this mean? It means mix. Mixed rule. Humanity incarnates under the mixed rule of good and evil. Everybody that incarnates on earth Everything that incarnates on earth is going to incarnate under the illusion that we live in a battle of good and evil. And enlightenment or waking up is realizing that this is just a game unique to earth, but it's not the truth of existence. So not everyone is here to wake up. And waking up means waking up out of duality. And people get really stuck in it, and that's okay. This is for the people that want it. Most people don't want it. Less for them means more for you and me. Consciousness, people hate to hear this, but consciousness doesn't matter whether you like it or not. It is. Consciousness is like one bottle of liquor in a packed bar. If everyone wants a drink, no one's getting drunk. 
But if so many people at the bar are like, oh, no, 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 I don't want this. You and me down at the end of the bar with a whole bottle of liquor that we're only splitting three ways. Twatted. We can get twatted on the divine because so many people are saying we don't want it. And when people say we don't want it, don't go wake them up. Please, please, please take this. Just take their serving. Say, oh, so you don't mind if I take this? They say, no, go for it. Good. Good. Not every to the tippy. Yeah. Not everyone is here to wake up. Stop trying to wake them up. They didn't incarnate to wake up. They're working it out. God sees them. It's cool. Don't worry about it. But all of us incarnated to be under this illusion so that we could wake up to the truth of existence, which is oneness. Which is oneness. 48 laws. If you are a human on earth, you have to ask 48 people for permission to do anything. And you also believe that to battle over your soul, good and evil. And I'm not making fun of you for believing that because, geez, if anyone believed that for a long time unconsciously, it was me. To know that all things are made by God is one thing, but to really understand it and really live it, like there's no suffering if you understand everything came from God. And you can't fake it. You have to be initiated into the second level. I saw this t-shirt one time that said, if you look cute after your workout, you didn't work out. If you are feeling cute after you initiated into the second level, you didn't initiate into the second level. <laughs> you will fucking remember. It is an absolute ego death. An absolute ego death. There is nothing about you at the second level that's the same as the first level. And you remember because it all like was blatantly in your face, super painful, where it's like, all of these bad things happen and you are not judging it and you are at peace with it and you are not falling for it and you learn from your mistakes and now you're at a higher level and people and everything, you're just in a totally different reality. And so if you look cute after your workout, you don't work out <laughs> and you're feeling chill about initiating into the second level, you didn't initiate into the second level and that's okay. But intelligence is knowing where you are. And, and this should, for people that are dedicated seekers, this is good news for them. It's literally such good news for them. They're like, yeah, I'm so happy that there's more. People that are not dedicated seekers say, I could definitely Google this. There is no such thing as more because they are so fucking obsessed with themselves and people saying like, well, you have really good energy. Well, you know a lot about the universe. And they're like, did you know that we're all gods and time isn't linear? Oh, blow it out your ass. You know it, you don't understand it. You know it, you don't understand it. If you don't, if you understand it, you can say it in more ways than one. They say time isn't linear. You say, could you tell me that in, in language a five-year-old would understand? Nothing. Time isn't linear. It's like tourists when they go to other countries and they don't speak English, so they just speak English louder and think that they have like, it's, it's not a hearing problem, it's a language problem. So if you understand something, you have practical, you have all these different ways that you can explain it and the three levels of teachings for people to actually understand what it is. But people get the only prerequisite for going into the second level is humility. And when you think that you're the fucking cat pajamas, because you're at the top of level one and you're just so addicted to people saying, well, you're really spiritual. Well, you don't mean my land does. Well, it's like, no interest in that. So you have to, you don't get to the second level on your feet. You get there on your knees and guess what? Once you're on your knees, you stay there. When you're aware of like, shit, I'm not spiritual. I have so much work that I have to do. There's so like, 
I know nothing. You never want to get up on your feet and say, we're all gods again. The difference between saying we're all gods and saying that like God is us. The higher can come to the lower. The lower can't go to the higher. When the, if you have a little lieutenant saying, yeah, but I'm a, but I'm a general. No, you're not. That's insubordination. You are not surrendering to the force that's higher than you. You're saying, well, I could be a general with a lot of hard work. Yes. With a lot of dedication applied consistently over a long period of time, you could be a general. Right now you have general capabilities, but you have not practiced them. So don't walk around with your nose in the air saying, I'm a general. I'm a god. No, you're not. It's like lying about what color shirt you're wearing. And to use the military term, insubordination, you are too fucking proud to accept that you are low on the chain of command and that you need help from above. You're walking around saying, I can do it by myself. You obviously can't. Look at where you live. Look at how dramatic your life is. Look at the fact that you're only enlightened when you smoke weed. Weed is enlightened, not you. Ayahuasca is enlightened, not you. This isn't your victory. You're resting on something that isn't you that can be taken away from you. Meanwhile, you're still at level one fucking gravity bonging Delulu juice because you're so addicted to people saying, well, 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 you got really good energy. Boring. Give me the fucking realness. Give me the fucking realness. And this is like for you guys, there's also a payment plan for safe house. It's 200 bucks a month. You pay $400 more, 500 if you count the free trial. There's not a free trial on the monthly. Basically I'll do the work of enrolling you, but you're going to make a commitment to me the same way I'm making a commitment to you. Cause it takes me time to enroll you. I'm not just dumping you in some fucking Facebook group. I literally built us an app so you can ask me questions in utter privacy. So I can check your homework in utter privacy. And I'm not just dumping you into some curriculum. I'm asking you questions, listening to them, and then putting you where I think would be the best fit for you once you agree. And then you're touching base with me every time you finish one workshop. Like this real ass school, not a mastermind, not a community, not a time. This is our fucking school. You want to go to school? You want to learn something that you can finally admit to yourself that you don't know? You can humble yourself enough to be taught by a teacher? Good. I'll teach the shit out of you. This is how you can also go to mommyonami.com safe house to enroll in my school. So let's just wrap out this change of command here underneath the earth. So the earth says, okay, but I need someone below. I need, I need someone below me and everything is trying to ascend. So one day the earth wants to be a planet and one day the planet wants to be the sun. And one day the sun wants to be the boss of all the suns. And you want to climb up the ray of creation as well. You want to live under less laws. So the moon is below the earth and it's a planet in creation, planet in creation, 48 laws from earth, 48 laws duplicated gets 96 laws on the moon. Now, if you, the only thing that can survive on the moon is a mineral. So if you had 96 laws, you would have as much freedom and agency as a mineral, kind of like in that movie, everywhere, everything all at once, where there are rocks like mineral form can't do very much. Maybe you can, but you can't move. And the interesting thing is that if you were living under 48 laws, like you would feel like you just woke up rested, but you can self-impose more laws under yourself when you're in a bad mood or you're carrying a lot of tension and you're pissed off. 
you can be under so many more laws. So for example, the last time I really noticed that I was like in mineral conditions, I had like gotten all of my stuff to get a new ID from the DMV, which at the time was really far from my house in New Mexico. A bummer to take the baby to the DMV, but you know, we finally get there. And in New Mexico, nobody has a street address because mail doesn't come to your house. It goes to a mailbox that's like far away from you. And they were like, you can only get an ID if you have a piece of mail from your street address. And the combination of the lady telling me that I wasn't going to get my way that day, as well as me not being able to see any other solution at the time, I was getting so angry. I noticed that my hand was all clenched up like this in my lap. Luckily, it wasn't up by my face, but at that stage, I was so unhelpable. So forgotten myself, forgotten that I had a choice in the matter. Someone had put me into an emotional state with the word no, and they didn't care how I felt about it, that I was like literally shaking. <laughs> and I was like, and I like couldn't walk away. I was like, how are you guys saying no to me right now? And at least in that moment, I realized like I'm a fucking mineral. I have imposed on myself an additional set of laws. Just like how if somebody was in jail, you could be a human just like me, but under jail, you have more laws, you have more restrictions, so you have less freedom. You can always put yourself into a worse mood. And when you're in a worse mood, you have less power. I tell my son this all the time. I don't care if you're mad, but just so you know, you don't have any power when you're mad. So let's like get you in a position where you can get some more power because you, you have no power right now. The only option you see is something that's going to get you in even more trouble. You're locked in and you can't move. You're literally moon conditions, moon cocaine. Uh, you don't want to be in moon conditions. You can get yourself out of that. But if you were, you know, you're under 48 laws when you feel like you're chill, totally chill. Ah, beautiful day ahead of me. This could go any which way. Like that's, that's when you're doing good. So the moon is the note Ray and Ray is short for Regina Astri. Regina Astri means queen star, Regina queen Astri star. So, and then after that, Do again, and we would keep calculating down into infinity. So again, it would be Do. so 196, that's 182. The next law is down, that just keeps calculating down into infinity. But the ray of creation and where we are on it, that's all that matters. And that's why Israel and Palestine are fighting, it is because it's out of our control. So if it's out of our control, just because it's out of our control doesn't mean that it's wrong. You know, there's so many things that are out of your control every single day. So can you trust in what's ultimately driving the ship? Because it's not you. It's never been you. Whether you like it or not, like this is what it is. Whether you like it or not, it's happening. And there's not shit you can do about it. So doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do about it. So how are you going to be in a world where things are out of your control? So to summarize everything about B, so that's why... I don't know if Beyonce knows this, and this is why she's making triangles, but this is what the triangle means. Symbols are the highest level of teachings. The next highest level is myth and parable. There's a mesoteric. This is what I teach, myth and parable. And then the lowest level is story. You don't get to go up into one level. You have to be really practiced telling your story before you're ready to teach from myth and parable. And you have to be really practiced in myth and parable before you're ready to teach from symbol. And a good teacher will teach all three. 
one day. And, and the beautiful thing about symbols is that they actually transmit the message wordlessly. So like I said, if you're feeling the conflict and you're feeling yourself in rage about mineral, take your hands and make the triangle. Take your hands and make the triangle. And if you're triggered about Beyonce, there's some satanic Beyonce thing. There is no Satan, but it's okay to feel that way. If you don't want to wake up because all humans incarnated in mixed disorbi and that's cool but the one became two for the joy of returning to one again so that's why we're split why we're incarnated in this split so that we can return to the state of oneness so what are we talking about is there a book about this song connection to plants not for me i'm not sure does anybody have any questions about what we just went over here? I have about five minutes to answer questions. So then I have a call with my coach that I'm really going to have to get to, but I absolutely this is like my, I love being, I love being on this. And like I said, the two places where you can really learn this in detail for me, school of unified spiritual laws, it's a crash course into the fourth way and also mesoterica. Another fourth way workshop I have is on the Enneagram, but it's specifically on the Enneagram. We go a little bit into the law of octaves, a little bit into law of accidents, stuff like that, but it's really just on the Enneagram. But those are the, the three fourth way workshops. My number to text me again, please, 512-415-4114. What do I think about this year, 2024? I mean, the, the year, I'm not like a numerology person. Not that I think it's wrong. It's just like not my path, um, but so far so good. So far, so good. What's my favorite intro level wisdom to teach? What I just taught here, because I remember when I first heard it and I was like, ah, like to get a teaser. This is what eroticism is. Like intimacy, people get really intimate with their own ego. You know, they're like, I've read this book a hundred times. I'm a master at manifesting. I'm a manifestation guru. I changed my official title in my bio. I love the feedback that people give from me telling me I'm the most spiritual person they've ever met. And that's like in Beauty and the Beast where he's like, you want that book? You've read it a million times. She's like, I know, but it's my favorite book. But when she walks into the Beast's library, she goes, this is more books than I'd ever read in my life. And she's just so like, oh, about it. Like that's eroticism. And so I remember when I was first introduced to the wide erotic world of level two teachings where they were like, look in this door. And I was like, oh. And I had to pay 15 grand when I could not afford it to be initiated into practice. Like I need it, like my monthly bills, sole breadwinner for the family. Well, had just gone dry in New Mexico. My bills were five grand and my coaching bill was five grand. And I was responsible for all of it. And at the time I was making about seven grand, but I knew I had to do it. So I just made it happen. I started making more money, but that was really my mission after that was like, I have to initiate people for cheaper. And now that same coach charges, uh, or not coach teacher 50 K was the last time I done. She used to always like message me and say, Oh, just so you know, I raised my prices. I said, I thought it was too expensive then. And I think it's too expensive now. This has to be cheaper. <laughs> this has to be cheaper. So that's always been my thing. It's like, let's just fucking do it for cheaper because I'm not here exclusively for the CEOs and the celebrities. Like I am here for the working class. Like I care about the servers. I care about the hairdressers. I care about the yoga teachers. I care about the single moms. I care about the musicians. I care about the artists. I care about the fledgling fashion companies. Like these people do not have 50K to pay to be initiated. So like I fucking got you. But the best way to work with me is to be able to work with me over the course of the year because you're gonna have questions and a teacher exists to be questioned. So like, 
I can't just answer everybody's questions all the time because there's so many. So I have to filter this service to just people that are committed to really training for a year and being like, I'm gonna get a holistic education. I'm gonna work faith and works equally. I understand that I need to be making more money to focus on my studies and create the impact in the world that I want to. I'm willing to flex the faith muscle and the works muscle. I'm willing to be taught like, these are the terms on which I like to teach people. So I do have spaces available. Massage therapist, yes. Massage therapist, one of the hardest businesses to scale, yet not impossible, but talk about talk about a grow up and a glow up. Do we have any one-on-one enrichment? No. One-on-one is 15K for two sessions. The only one-on-one option that you have with me when you're doing is that you can ask me questions every single Friday and I will answer them. Just your, whatever they are, I'll answer them. It's not a Zoom call, it's a text. It's really important for me to have like individual support and not make it like, well, everyone get on a Zoom call and whoever gets there first will get their stuff back. Like it's just, that's not the way that I wanted to do things. And so I will keep an eye on you, but it's not one-on-one. One-on-one with me is $15,000 for two sessions. And for what I offer in those sessions, that's cheap. So you can learn more about what I offer in one-on-one by going to mommyonomi.com, one-on-one. Thoughts on this works for manifestors. As a manifestor, I feel more faith than works. Well, that's totally on brand for a manifestor, but what kind of team do you ha- are you deploying to get the works part done? Because manifestors are here to be the architects and architects don't build, they design, but architects need, you need, you need to have somebody else that's doing this work because you can't just flex the faith mu- muscle or you're going to become really, really angry. What you need is to, what, what I would do is hire a projector to keep the generators in line. Hire a projector because projectors are like the foreman that make sure that the generators aren't just all like sitting around like drinking beer in one area of the project that needs to get built. Like a, a projector is here to guide the energy that generators create. So if you are like, adamant if you're in if you're starting out in business no matter what human design you are you're gonna have to do it all yourself so just swallow that absorb it and make it happen or get really comfortable hiring off of fiber but eventually what you're most likely going to want to have is a projector that's here to keep all of your generators in line and that way you can do what you do the best while still making sure all the works happen as a manifesting generator i struggle with the patience to wait to have something to respond to having been in survival mode most of life. So manifesting generator, you can respond to your own need and you can respond to your own need. And there is so much stuff on social media to respond to. If you're a teacher and you want something to respond to, put up a question sticker, ask me anything. You can respond to that all day long. Projector is cop like, yeah, but projector, I I have so many projector friends and I just love them. And I think it, a lot of times people think that I'm a projector and that makes me feel really good because like Osho's a projector and Guru Jagat was a projector and a lot of teachers are projectors. Tony Robbins is a generator though, and I'm a generator. And the volume that Tony Robbins does, or Osho didn't write any of his books himself. He just wrote, you know, said the lectures and people transcribed that into the books, which is why they're so easy to read. 
Um, but Tony Robbins writes all the books himself, does the tours all himself, has 54 businesses all himself. He really provides that energy. And I'm just really flattered that people think I'm a projector because it means that all of this practice I have teaching and speaking and sharing is starting to give me the reputation of being somebody that's a really good guide. That's naturally a really good guide. And I am not, I'm just very, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm, I care about it more than anything else. So echoes, nice to see you echoes music. My goth queen friend, we are actually twins. If you want to see my like doppelganger and you know, what's so interesting echoes is that like, I'm feeling like I'm going to start dressing goth this year, but I have such a polarized style where I'm either in all black or in no black. And so I have to be able to hold space for like my summer and winter versions of myself. But I did just get this Einsters and Neubaden shirt that I'm so excited about. So, all right, you guys, this is a wrap for today. I wanna thank you all so much for being on this live. I had such a good time here. That was quite the lesson. Um, maybe we'll do a deep dive on Beyonce some other day, but if I can just give you guys a teaser, if you wanna go down a really good rabbit hole i'll just like drop the little at the end becky allegedly is gwyneth paltrow and if you like look this up becky is gwyneth paltrow you will get down this rabbit hole that was basically like jay-z always cheats on beyonce literally all the time with literally everybody but becky but gwyneth paltrow and chris martin were really good friends with beyonce and jay-z it was like a power couple power couple thing and apparently jay-z slept with gwyneth paltrow gwyneth paltrow is allegedly really really big pothead really big, like loves loves to party um greeneth paltrow we should call her but she uh apparently gwyneth was just like too close to home for beyonce and that was just like can of worms but apparently Jay-Z just cheats on her left, right, and center. And that's how things go. So, oh, thank you for this question. What is the intuitive thing about his post on his wife? I wish that Bianca was more sensory, like on the record. Everything that I've seen of Bianca sensory has been against my will. Like for real, the blowjobs on the boat, the naked. I'm like, it's not that I'm like anti-Bianca and, and pro-Kim. It's just that like, I saw what Ye did for Kim's look. And I wanted to see that for Bianca. But how can I see the look upgrade when she's just naked all the time? You know, like every, to me, I literally feel like he has a fucking sex slave on a chain that he walks around. Like, I just, it, it's giving, Ye is clearly a sub that has been allowed to dominate. And you can be a very dominant person and be very submissive in the sheets. But when he's allowed to do whatever the fuck he wants with people, he's an absolute monster. He's peeing all over the floor. He needs... The same thing his mom, Donda, could keep him in line. He wants a woman that can keep him in line, but subs can never say this. I want someone to keep me in line. I want someone to spank my little bottom and tell me I'm not doing a good enough job. But subs can never ask for it. So you need somebody that knows that about you and will keep him in line. And Julia Fox, I feel like Julia Fox would know this about him right away. So this is something that I really care. But Julia, Julia Fox dismissed him. Was like, I don't want to deal with this guy anymore. So that's why she's not in the picture. She was like, I'm not taking this shit long term. I'm going to get what I want out of this and then be like, bye bye. But that, you know, 
Kanye needs a woman to come and fucking keep him in line. And Sensori is not it. And I, every time I see her, I literally just think that it's a fucking sex slave on a chain, on a leash, being walked around with him. And I loved Julia Fox's book too. It was so good. It was literally so good. She's a fucking G. That was such a good, so good. I absolutely was obsessed. I absolutely loved it. But yeah, and that's how I feel about her. I wish that I, I wish that Bianca was more sensory on the record. Why are celebs an area of interest for you? It just always has been. It just always has been. I remember the first tabloid that I ever saw um, was when during the Jaminet Ramsey case, it was the National Enquirer. It was like something about Dolly Parton and Jaminet on the cover. And I was just like, oh my God, I, I couldn't believe. I'm here. My human design is like shock initiation. And so tabloids are all about the shock, like the shock headline. I'm all about the shock headline. It's just always been, some people are into fame and some people aren't, but I've just always, I've just always been into it. I've always wanted to be famous. And I only really got cool with that a couple of years ago that like, this is something that I really want. And that's the first step to building the asset of fame is, is accepting that you want to actually be famous. So I'm, I'm all, I'm all about it. But I also believe that pop culture is the ultimate vehicle for inner work because like, you know, it's really easy to talk about Bianca Sensori being a submissive person, but it's not easy to talk about you, you know, being forced into submission when you actually want to dominate. And every dom has a, it's the yin yang, right? To bring it to the symbolic level, it's the yin yang. So every dominant side has a speck of submissive and every submissive side has a speck of dominance and balance is being able to flex both equally, you know, for example, being dom in the streets, sub in the sheets or vice versa. You know, Kanye is very dom in the streets, but he's sub in the sheets and he's not getting that, which is why he walks around like a big, undisciplined, spoiled fucking baby, a king brat baby that no one wants to fucking deal with. Give me the fucking permission. Give me the fucking permission. Oh my God. I would get that boy in line so fast because I just don't give a fuck, you know? And I'm like, and I know what he wants and it's not having some super sub girlfriend on a leash wearing however he fucking dresses her. My girlfriend's hot, right? My girlfriend's hot, right? I wish, I wish. Do I believe in power bottoms? Of course. If power bottoms was a religion, I'd be all in. <laughs> What's my best recommendation for an entrepreneur book? Um, beginning, tell me really fast. A beginning entrepreneur, like first level of business, less than 250K or more experienced in business? Sheets to the streets. Yeah, dom in the streets, sub in the sheets and vice versa. My husband, as a result of our workshop erotic wealth, my, I, I'm learning because, you know, do you guys think I'm dom in the streets or sub in the streets? Hi, mommy. How many laws of systems are there? I need you to repeat the question, but humanity on earth is under 48 laws. Momeskina. Momeskina. I love the Momeskina. Um, okay. Entrepreneur book. I don't have, so I'll just have to tell you guys first level entrepreneur book is a book launch because the most important thing an entrepreneur can learn how to do is launch in the early stages. And, and, and that book is not Bible. You know, there's so many other ways to launch, but it's a good way to open up that conversation. More experienced in business. Absolutely. The book, good to great. Absolutely. The book 10 X is easier than two X. What religion do I most define with? Religion is level one. So I am not aligned with any religion. I am a mesoteric teacher. No religion, only God. 
God is what's behind all world religions, all practices, all that. I'm just at the deepest level. All right, you guys, I got to go pee. I got to change my diva cup and I got to, yeah, you can. Oh, and thank you. This is a great way to close out. So now that we're back for season two, we're going to be shooting the Intuitor on Thursdays. I probably will be at this time slot, um, but we're shooting it on Thursdays and then it'll be released. You guys will see teasers and everything for that on Tuesdays. So we have a little window of time for my video editor too. That's That was really the holdup is that I needed my video editor to come and, and help me out. Yep, look up Ray of Creation by Gurdjieff. Exactly. Okay, love you guys so much. I gotta go. Go Diva Cups. Yes, drink it if you want to party. <laughs> but be careful. I, I teach you all about that in my book. And guess what? It's not mandatory. <laughs> okay, love you guys so much. Talk soon. See you next week. See you next Thursday. You've reached the Intuitor, where we use celebrity scandal as a vehicle for deep inner work. Join me, Onami, for all the taboo teachings, spiritual secrets, and celebrity gossip you can't help but love. The sizzle is so real, only on the Intuitor.